For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. It is exciting to be back. We are in June. Uh, college football is right around the corner. The news stories are going to start popping up uh, fast and furious. Um, but today, we are going to predict the 2023 Heisman race. Now, there's a lot of names out there, but there are five players that I would like to highlight because I think right now going into the season they are kind of my favorites to potentially be the ones to win that Heisman Trophy so um, before we get into that though let's tailgate Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate podcast. Um, the new season is started. I mean, it's officially going now. Like, th- this this is it. We are in the prime time to uh, hunt down some college players that are going to make the leap to the next level. But before we get to, you know, the top five quarterbacks, the top five running backs, the top five this, the top five that, we are going to talk about the Heisman Trophy. Last season... It was Caleb Williams who hoisted the trophy from USC. Lincoln Riley adds his third quarterback to the proceedings of the Heisman Trophy, which, I mean, he's just a Heisman whisperer at this point. I don't know why anybody would be surprised that um, he is kind of the arbiter of who is going to win the Heisman Trophy. But this year, I don't know. I'm interested. Um, actually, yeah, let's just get right into it because he leads the, the pack so far. Um, Caleb Williams is the top uh, player that is, you know, the betting favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. He is currently 5-1 to one on most uh, betting sites right now. I think on DraftKings, it's currently not even bettable to bet the Heisman Trophy right now. But um, he, last time I checked, he was the betting favorite. Last season, he had 4,500 yards, 42 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Look, he's always going to be up for it. The, the, the thing, though, is that nobody 
you don't win back-to-back Heisman trophies. It just doesn't happen. Like it's just an impossibility um, to think that you're going to win the Heisman trophy back-to-back. It's just not going to happen. So while he is the betting favorite at five to one, and I still think going into the season, he is the top pick because a, he's going to be getting all the attention from the NFL media and all of the NFL draft analysts and my, including myself are going to be hyping him up through the entire season. So, I can see the path to him potentially reaching a Heisman Trophy level season, but he's going to have to outdo 4,500 yards, 42 touchdowns, and five interceptions. Can it be done? Sure. Sure. It it can be done. I I don't think that there's a reason it can't. Um, It's going to be really hard. USC is going to have to have a better season than they had last season, which was a two loss season and they finished just outside the college football playoff. So they would in theory have to be undefeated. He would have to be around the same stats as the year before. And literally no one else can be doing anything special. (laughs) That is the like one thing is like, there cannot be any other player doing anything special. That includes, you know, Drake may Bo Nix, uh, Sam Hartman, like some of these players, I'm going to get to him in a second. Jordan Travis from Florida State. Like none of these guys can be doing anything special because like the Heisman committee is going to be watching all like he's going to have to have a transcendent season that's well above every other player that's playing college football. And I personally have a hard time thinking that's going to happen because it's just it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Now, Lincoln Riley's never really had the chance to do this where he's had a player win the Heisman and then come back the next season because Baker Mayfield won and then he went to the uh, NFL draft. Kyler Murray won. He went to the NFL draft. Jalen Hurts was in, you know, was in New York for the Heisman Trophy. Didn't finish first, but he was there and, you know, immediately went to the NFL after that season. So, and then Spencer Rattler was a whole other thing that, you know, unfortunately didn't work out. But, it, it, you know, it was – this is his next chance is to have Caleb Williams potentially win back-to-back. I don't know. Maybe this would be Lincoln Riley's, like, you know, moment to, to have a player win a back-to-back Heisman Trophy. I, I don't um, – I don't know. I don't personally see it happening. But he is the number one leader in the clubhouse going into the season. I would be foolish not to say that he is the leader in the clubhouse. People are already crowning him Mahomes um, <laughs> going into the season. So it's going to be really difficult, a really difficult mountain to climb. He's got a mountain of expectations. So I really hope that he's able to live up to him this season. So that's Caleb Williams. He's number one on the list so far. I really don't have any quarrel with that other than – it's going to be extremely difficult to repeat last season one and B to have make sure that nobody else is able to um, get up there. Uh, number two on my list. It's kind of an interesting pick because most people probably have Drake may Jordan Travis, Michael Penix jr. I don't, I don't have any of those guys. I have Bo Nix potentially as the second best Heisman person on this list. He plays at Oregon pac 12. Like that's going to the pac 12 is going to be a heavy, like, all eyes on me situation this season because there's a lot of good players playing out in, out west this season and Bo Nix is no exception to that. Uh, last year he had 3,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, passing seven interceptions, had 44 total touchdowns. He caught one touchdown and he also had uh, 13 more on the ground. That is or 14 more on the ground. 
that is the kind of season that you would want a Heisman Trophy player to have. You know, he's got these wacky different things. He's the main reason his team is winning. Like he, he has and fits all the criteria to be a potential Heisman Trophy uh, candidate. The problem that he's going to have is that Oregon's going to have to A, be better than USC, and B, he's going to have to show out versus Caleb Williams, Michael Pinnock Jr., um, even players like uh, DJ Ugalele that are at you know Oregon State now. He's going to be going against guys that he's going to have to be better than week in and week out. And I think he can do it. He definitely did it last season, but this season – He's gonna a have to be, but he's gonna have to be better than Caleb Williams. It's a one to one thing. He's gonna have to be better than Caleb Williams. I think personally he can do it. It's a sneaky bet right now because nobody's really thinking about Oregon or Bo Nix. Um, but the defense is going to be what much improved. Um, his offense as a whole is going to be better because they have another year under their belt. They have some of those talented freshmen that they brought in um, that transferred in. Dan Landing is building something up there in Oregon, and I'm very excited. Both flashy uniforms um, that Phil Knight has purchased from them for them, uh, the owner of Nike. I think this is a chance to potentially get back up the up onto the main stage and get the Ducks back. I mean, Bo Nix, he you know he's kind of always been that goofy younger brother situation quarterback guy, but this year I think he has the opportunity to make that case to go to the next level. And right now, in my opinion, going into the season has a better chance than players like Jordan Travis, for example. I think Bo Nix is a very, very good pick at number two, and I think that he could make a very strong case to be in uh, New York for the Heisman Trophy uh, ceremony. All right, number three. Now, this is a completely wacky pick. I understand that going in because he did not have a good season last season, but there's a extreme you know some different circumstances that make me think that he's going to bounce back this season and that's Cade Klubnik for Clemson I know he was bad last season I I'm I'm well aware he's a he was a freshman on a bad team uh only you know they were transitioning quarterbacks first of all I think he showed more life than DJU did um DJU is transferred out uh he only had 600 yards passing Two touchdowns, three interceptions, yada, yada, yada. I know it was it, the stats are not going to blow anybody off the page. But here's what's different about this season they brought in offensive coordinator Garrett Riley from TCU. Now, why this is interesting is if you look at what Garrett Riley was able to do with that TCU offense last season, he made Max Duggan a, a Heisman candidate. Nobody thought that. Max Duggan didn't even win the quarterback competition going into the season. Like that is how crazy Max Duggan's rise to success was last season. But he also used all the players, you know, that were on that TCU offense to, you know, built Quentin Johnston into a first round draft pick, built Darius Davis into an NFL quarter or wide receiver. That's probably going to be around for a long time. You know, um, he also had plenty of running backs that have gone through that system as well. I mean, Kendra Miller was a huge guy this year. Um, last year, uh, Di Mercado was one of the guys they had. He went undrafted, but was a big part of that TCU offense. I get it. They got clowned in the national title. They went against uh, Georgia was a, a one, you know, a wrecking crew out there. I understand. It was embarrassing to watch. But what Garrett Riley was able to do with Max Duggan, if he's able to do that with Max Duggan, I am not trying to throw shade at Max Duggan. I'm 
Sorry that it's coming off that way, but Max Duggan was not somebody we were all thinking, okay, that's a Heisman Trophy candidate right there. Before the season, I would he was not on anybody's list because he wasn't even the starter at TCU. So for him to build that out of Max Duggan, just give him a Cade Klubnik. Now, Cade Klubnik coming into Clemson, huge pedigree from high school. And many thought, including myself, that maybe he should start the season over DJU. Now, ultimately, they stuck with DJU. They gave him the opportunity to shine. Did not come up, you know, exactly where they wanted to be. And, you know, he had to end up transferring out, transferred to Oregon State, as I mentioned earlier. And that leads the way for Cade Klubnik to come in there and be the number one uh, quarterback on the team, who at 25 to 1 is a very good value at this rate because. Garrett Riley is going to come in there. You know, Lincoln Riley's been winning all these Heisman trophies. Garrett Riley is coming for his throne. And Cade Klubnik is going to be his first opportunity to show. I think this Clemson offense is going to be completely different this year. It's going to be completely uh, a a more well-oiled machine. The defense was great last season, but the offense was left something to be desired. And I think when they went out and got Garrett Riley, they kind of expected, hey, you're going to come in here and you're going to make our quarterback a top you know, five quarterback in the league. Right. And I think that's what everybody is now. He's not going to get the draft, you know, hype because he is only a uh, sophomore this year. So he, you know, will have another year to play there for sure. So I just think we need to be paying attention to Cade Klubnik. Now I think you need to get those tickets in early because it's just, you know, you don't want to be left out in the cold when Clemson is, is thriving and they have Cade Klubnik to thank for it. Okay, moving on to number four on my list, and that is the transfer, Sam Hartman. He has put this will be his sixth year of college football. I'm not making that up. His freshman season was 2018, where he uh, played a redshirt season. He's also used his COVID year to extend his career, and now he has transferred as a, I'm pretty sure, graduate transfer out of Wake Forest to Notre Dame. And that is why he's led to number four on my list. He is currently 15 to one to win. Last season, he had 3,700 yards, 38 touchdowns, 12 picks. He had just an, like the game against Clemson, I think was eye opening for a lot of people because what he was able to do against Clemson was, I mean, it was a six touchdown game. He only completed 20 passes in the whole game and threw six touchdowns. I mean, that's kind of insane. It's literally a quarter of his passes were touchdown throws. A quarter of his completions were, were touchdown throws. And I just think bringing him to Marcus Freeman's new look Notre Dame team, they need a court, They needed a quarterback desperately, and so they went out and got one in the portal on Sam Hartman, who's going to come in there and be an immediate presence um, on that offense. And I kind of cannot wait to see what this looks like with Sam Hartman because last year – Notre Dame's defense was solid. That was never not the problem. You knew when Marcus Freeman took over, it was going to be a defensive-oriented team, but the offense was shockingly bad, shockingly bad for Notre Dame. And they have a pretty good, you know, lineage of players that have played at Notre Dame and been, you know, ended up being great in the NFL. So for Sam Hartman to come in here, his sixth year in the league, I think this is going to be his time to shine. I think he is going to bring Notre Dame back. I, you know, they've been relevant for the longest time, but this is going to be the year that they finally break through and are one of the the top echelon quarterback teams, even. 
been a while since they've had one. So it's kind of exciting for him to be there. 15 to one. I, you know, slide a little money on it. Slide a little money on it. Sam Hartman's a good guy. All right. Also, Sam Hartman, by the way, will probably be at the Senior Bowl, as will Bo Nix. Bo Nix actually had a Senior Bowl invite last season because everybody thought he was going to come out in last year's draft. He did not, so he comes out this season. Bo Nix, I'm betting, will be in Mobile. Sam Hartman, also, there is no way in the world he will not be in Mobile. I just don't see – I don't see how a sixth-year sixth year Sam Hartman turns down the uh, Senior Bowl, and I'm – hella excited for that because the last two seasons of quarterbacks at the senior bowl have been have left something to be desired and a sam hartman bo nicks combo at the senior bowl hell yeah like senior bowls in the past i've only been covering the senior bowl for two years so i i haven't been able i haven't been there for the baker mayfields or the josh allens of the world who were you know were there and then they ended up being first round picks. I haven't been there for one of those. Kenny Pickett was there two years ago and he ended up being a first round pick. But honestly, I don't know if that was a great idea. I left there thinking, man, all these quarterbacks suck. And this year was even worse than that. So it's it's going to be exciting next year that we're probably going to have Bo Nix. We're probably going to have Sam Hartman there. That I, I'm just I'm more than ecstatic for because I'm going to love watching good quarterbacks play football down there in Mobile. Um, but moving on to number five, and this is kind of the out there pick. Um, there's a lot of explanation that's going to go into this one. It's not a quarterback. It is Marvin Harrison Jr. for Ohio State. Now, we all know Marvin Harrison Jr. last season was the, you know, the college football. I don't even know how to, like the epicenter of college football was Marvin Harrison Jr.'s uh, wide receiving ability. And just the fact that we wouldn't even, he would probably have been the first wide receiver taken in the draft had he come out or had not been able to come out this past season, but he was unable to because he was only in his second year. This will be his showcase season. If you will, um, he had 1200 yards, 14 touchdowns on 77 catches last season. Now I've just kind of brought up the last person who was a wide receiver and won the Heisman Trophy, just to kind of bring up what kind of stats that's going to take to get to that. Uh, it was Devonta Smith for Alabama, 117 catches, 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. That's what got Devonta Smith his Heisman Trophy two years, three years ago? Three years ago. Um, and that was kind of a weird year. There was no good quarterbacks, including the one that he was playing on the team with, Mac Jones. I'm sorry, Patriots fans and all the Mac Jones truthers out there. I don't think he was that great of a quarterback, and it kind of showed in the fact that his wide receiver won the Heisman Trophy over him. Um, but that's what it's going to take. 117 catches, 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. That's what the last. Um, that's what the last wide receiver that won the Heisman. That's what it took. I don't see any stretch of the imagination why Marvin Harrison Jr. can't equal that. Now, who is he fighting for targets with? That is the interesting thing. He's got Amika Ibuka there, who is going to be someone that everyone's going to be watching. And he potentially could sneak in as a first-round wide receiver as well, something we're going to be watching this season. Um, cannot wait to get to the wide receiver list, by the way. It is a who's who of wide receivers and running backs in this year's class, in my opinion. Um, but Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a potentially top three pick in the NFL draft. A wide receiver has not gone that high in a long, long time. So the fact that we already have one, and he's literally sitting here ready to go, playing a year of college football, 
Now he lost his quarterback. CJ Stroud went to the draft, got uh, drafted by the Texans. So he's going to have to usher in a new quarterback who, you know, we kind of saw when CJ Stroud got in there that it was kind of a rough start. Not bad. It wasn't a bad start. It's just kind of a rough start. Believe me, when you're starting out a season with Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Chris Olave as your freshman season, you literally have all of the band-aids that are going to fix any little boo-boos that you have as a freshman quarterback. So that was pretty special. And then this year, Jackson Smith and Jigba did not play the whole season. So you're thinking, okay, well, they're going to be cooked. Nope. Turns out the best receiver probably out of all of them is, you know, was a freshman the season that they all played. And that would be Marvin Harrison Jr. So kind of exciting to get Marvin Harrison Jr. in there and see what he looks like under, you know, under the circumstances of, you know, uh, a rebuilding Ohio State team. I'm kind of excited for that. Um, Just to put it into another context, he only had 14 touchdowns last year. Tank Dell had 17. And I feel like we thought that was kind of crazy at the time. The fact that, you know, now Houston Texans wide receiver had 17 touchdowns and is like, you know, nearly a whole foot shorter than Marvin Harrison Jr. So, I think, you know, at 30 to one, it's kind of a long shot. He's the number one non-quarterback on the list to potentially make, you know, a Heisman case. But I think if Ohio State goes undefeated this season, which I think they're one of the favorites to win the whole thing this season. And I think that despite having a new quarterback, I think that the reason that they're going to win is going to be, be, you know, because of Marvin Harrison Jr., which is kind of where we were with Devonta Smith a couple seasons ago, that Alabama team was just rolling and rolling, and you're like, who in the world are they going to get? Like, who's on this team is going to get the Heisman? The, the running back, not so great. That was Brian Robinson. Uh, you have the quarterback, who's not amazing either. So it's like Devonta Smith was the only one having the special season, so they ended up giving it to him. Marvin Harrison Jr. could find himself in a situation very, very similar to that this season with the fact that, you know, they do have good running backs there. We'll get into that when we get into the, the preview for the season. But the quarterback is a, is a relative nobody. So you're going to have a, a good chance for Marvin Harrison to be – Marvin Harrison Jr. to be the best player on that team and that be the reason that they're winning football games. And if he's able to do that and Ohio State's able to have a long run this season – I think you've got a very good case for him winning the Heisman Trophy. Okay, before I get out of here, I just kind of want to touch on some of these other guys that I did not list because that's my top five. But I understand there's a lot, probably a lot of people that follow college football out there like shaking their fist of like, you left off Michael Penix Jr. I get it. Okay, Michael Penix Jr. at Washington. I I don't really have a good reason to not like list him as one of the best. I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks going into the draft next season. And he has just as much opportunity. I don't particularly think that team is. I think the team is not going to allow him to win. That like he, they're just not good enough to make him, you know, rise above a Caleb Williams or potentially Bo Nix, who I think are going to have better football teams. And when you watch Penix Jr. lose against teams, even if he's special, it's going to be kind of tough to put him up there. Um, Jordan Travis is another trending pick for Florida State. I actually like Jordan Travis quite a bit. And playing in the ACC this season, he's going to have a 
a really good opportunity because I don't know how good the ACC is going to be as a whole, but I'm kind of holding him to the same reason that I'm holding like the same um, excuse that I have for not having Drake may on this list. I don't know how good their football teams are going to be. Drake may was really, really good last season. He's put up a lot of stats and he's going to probably go really high in the NFL draft, potentially one or two. Um, one seems just like a stretch. Caleb Williams seems to have that locked up. Drake may is probably not far behind for some teams and Drake may, was on a team with a bad defense and they just kind of let him air it out. And look, I'm not going to say that it's a bad thing that he's able to air it out like that. But at the same time, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to end up working out. Um, Another popular one is Jaden Daniels. I, I, that's a team oriented one right there in my opinion. Um, I don't have him very high on my list, but some people do. Some people do. I don't. Um, Quinn Evers um, probably is getting some mention out there, I'm sure. I don't know that he plays the whole season. I don't. I think Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma, now this is going to sound like a homer pick. I understand. I think Dylan Gabriel is a better quarterback than Quinn Evers at this point. I don't know how long Quinn Evers start like how long he starts on the field for them if they even have any slight bit of hiccup arch manning is sitting on the bench and everybody like you thought the caleb williams sitting behind spencer rattler thing was a toxic ass mess for oklahoma just wait until quinn evers has a stumble at texas because the the uproar will probably consume him and have Arch Manning starting out there before he's well ready to start. So my concern is if you put money on him, he's 20 to one. If you put money on Quinn Evers, my fear is that maybe he doesn't start the entire season. And then you're sitting there with a ticket in December where Quinn Evers has not played a lick of football since, you know, October. And that is very concerning. Um, All right. Two more that I was thinking about um, because their team's going to be very good. And that's the Michigan guys, J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback, and Blake Carum, the running back. I think Blake Carum has a bigger uphill battle because Donovan Edwards was amazing last season, the backup quarter or running back. Uh, so when Blake Carum got hurt and we got to see Donovan Edwards get that full share of the workload, Donovan Edwards was great. I mean, great this season. And I'm pretty sure he worked himself into having a good share of on that offense. I don't necessarily think he's going to like usurp Blake Karam as the starting running back or anything, but he's definitely going to be out there. He's definitely going to get some, get some uh, attention, I think. So that's my kind of reasoning for him not being on there, but JJ McCarthy for them, the quarterback, I can see that one happening because I think Michigan's going to be very good this season. And JJ McCarthy was a revelation last season for them. And it was very exciting to see down the stretch. Now, what happened against TCU in that uh, semifinal game? I will never understand. I will. Ne- I've, I watched the game. I the whole thing all the way through. I will never understand what happened in that game. TCU was not near as good as Michigan, and I'm pretty sure Michigan would have put up a better fight against Georgia. I know I'm saying that hindsight as 2020, but hard to watch TCU get steamrolled by Georgia and not think that Michigan team would have put out a little bit better of a fight than that, but you know, whatever here we are, but I think they're going to be better this season. And I think JJ McCarthy is going to be a big reason for that. So 
sprinkling a little bit on J.J. McCarthy, definitely not a bad idea. I definitely think that I can understand how Michigan fans might think that they're kind of, you know, getting left off this list um, a little bit. As far as a defensive player, that is going to be tough. That is going to be very tough. I don't really see how that happens. I'm scanning the list right now to see if there's even a defensive player in the 150 to one. And I don't see anybody. So fantastic. You know, first of all, good job guys. Like, come on, we got to put defensive players in the uh, Heisman odds. I know that defensive player winning is just like a shocker of all shockers, but you know, it got to at least give them a chance to maybe win one, but Man, I don't see anything, any of them on here. Even the 120 to one, no 110, 150 to one. Wow. This, all right. Uh, you know, we're this late in the podcast. Defensive players do not get near the love that they should. I get it that there's probably not a name like Will Anderson necessarily in this class. I get it. I'm not trying to make it, you know, make it out to sound like, or like that Peppers year where he probably had a really good chance of winning it, but, you know, he's a defensive player, so of course he didn't. But defensive players deserve a little bit more of a chance than not even 150 to 1. That's crazy. Um, All right, that's all I got for this week. My top five Heisman, just a recap, my top five Heisman picks for me personally. Number one is Caleb Williams. The repeat can happen. There's a tough mountain climb, but it could happen. Number two, Bo Nix. Oregon's going to be a much better team this season, and I'm, you know, sneaking a little money on Oregon to win the Pac-12 because I think behind Bo Nix, um, they could definitely will be there. The defense is going to be better too. Number three, Cade Klubnik. Nothing to do with Cade Klubnik at all. It's all the fact that Garrett Riley is now the offensive coordinator, and in college, coordinators do matter a lot. That's why I do think Dylan Gabriel – will be better than Quinn Evers because Jeff Levy is a better offensive coordinator than whoever they have at Texas. I don't even know or care. Number four is Sam Hartman from Notre Dame. Look, he's been in the league six years now. He is going to be a six. It's like he, by the time he gets to the league, he is going to be kind of old because he's having the Hendon hooker treatment, but I think he's going to have a special season. Hendon hooker had a transcendent season. And before he got hurt, I think he was the Heisman front runner, but he ended up getting hurt. That slid Caleb Williams up the board. And then number five is kind of a wild card pick in Marvin Harrison Jr. But look, my idea is that if Ohio State is as good as they're billed to be this season, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the key cog in making that happen. If this offense is special, I know they have Travion Henderson there. I know they have Amika Abuka. I know they have all these guys. I get it. I'm not discounting any of them. I'm just saying Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the star on this team. He's going to go high in the draft. He's going to be getting a lot of eyes and attention from all of your little, you know, all the little Twitter clips and TikToks. So I think that that kind of thing is going to sway voters a little bit, just the fact that he's out there and he's got the eyes on him. So that's my top five. I'm probably completely wrong, and there's a player that I'm not even thinking about that's going to win, and that's just the way college football works. So that's all I got for you this week. Gathering the rankings together, and I promise you we will be getting those going as soon as possible. Got quarterbacks, really good quarterback class. I kind of went through some of them today. Uh, good running back class, good wide receiver class. One of the best tight end we've had in since, well, 
uh, since Kyle Pitts, but I understand that's kind of triggering to some fantasy football fans out there. But we got a, a one this year who can run a 60-yard rushing touchdown, and that is special in Brock Bowers. So I can't wait to get to all of that. Um, all I got for you this week, thank you for tuning in on YouTube, on the podcast feed, wherever you're getting um, consuming this. I appreciate it. But thank you. Peace out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.